Yo, yo, this your boy 4-5, Purple Label Young. We back with another one, True Story the Podcast, episode four. Today I got a good brother with me um, who I grew up uh, idolizing. Uh, definitely one of, the, one of the good brothers from, from my hood that, you know, blazed a different trail than a lot of other brothers. Um, and I always thought that was special um, and inspiring. Um, so it's like, you know, uh, honor and a privilege to have this brother on, on, on the show, um, my man Che Gravy. Appreciate you, yeah, man. You already know. You already know. One love. So, um, we, like I said, we're from the same hood, Poughkeepsie, New York, which is a p- particular random small city, you know, in New York State. Mm-hmm. Um, people consider it upstate. It's not really upstate, but, you know, it's a pretty, pretty cool, cool city. A lot of interested people came out of there. Um, but, t- like, give me your perspective. Like, what was your early influences? Like, what, what was Poughkeepsie for you in your era? Um, you know, uh, believe it or not, you know, Poughkeepsie is very rich in um, a lot of agriculture. Um, we have the best apples, we have the best farms, the best dairy farms, the best steaks. We have the best um, foie gras, <laughs> Hudson Valley foie gras is the best uh, goose liver you can find in the world. Um, so we have like a lot of prizes up there in the yeah. Hudson Valley, um, despite you know uh, growing up in some impoverished neighborhoods. Outside of that, there was a lot of rich value exactly. that we grew up at. So it was, it, it's almost in, you know ingrained in our soil that um, you know we produce something from that fabric. Exactly, exactly. So I, I decided that um, cooking and culinary arts was going to be my drive um, in direction to get out of the hood. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of I kind of like jumped the jumped the gun a little bit. Introduce yourself, like mm-hmm. you know I ain't really you know. Oh okay. Who yeah, who is Che Gravy? Yeah yeah I'm I'm, I'm Chef Che Gravy. Um, uh, better known as a State Fresh Chef on uh, Instagram. Um, I'm from Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, born and raised. Um, Eight four five. Yeah. Um, you know I I, I grew up um, in a single parent household um, you know my mom's kind of felt victim to the uh, you know the 80s crack era and um, you know I had to deal with with that so that that pretty much you know I started cooking at a necessity mm. you know um, I, I had a need to you know I, I, I had a little brother and a sister to feed yeah yeah uh, moms wasn't cooking no more so I had to pick up them pots and pans and, and figure it out. That's crazy, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, so that, that's really how That shit fell in, it fell in your lap. Like. Yeah, yeah. It, it fell in my lap because, um, you know, I was working at a, a local uh, meat market called uh, Mickey's. Oh, yeah. I remember Mickey's yeah, yeah. on uh, Smith, Street. Yeah, Smith Street. That's a fact. So um, I was a cleanup kid there. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as I turned 15, I got Never my knew that. papers. Yeah. And I started, you know, after school, I went straight to Mickey's. So watching these guys butcher meat. Um, you know, oxtails, cutting whole chickens, breaking down um, uh, whole deer, make grinding meat, making venison. Uh, That's crazy. You know, making meatballs, all kinds of mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So I figured, you know, by me watching them do that, let me learn how to butcher. So they let me pick up a knife. I start butchering. I'm cutting whole chickens on a bandsaw, slicing oxtails, making people deli sandwiches and stuff like that. I was like, hmm, what if I learn how to cook? Facts. Like, really took it serious. Yeah. And then I started watching the guys in the back. There was a little kitchen in the back. They were fried up little steaks and stuff yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what really drove me is um, 
actually my home economics teacher, Mrs. McGee. Miss um, McGee was um, an, an, an inspiration because she let me free, freestyle in her, her kitchen. <laughs> you know what I mean? We had a kitchen in school. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember. There was like four stoves in there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think they still got that classroom too. Yeah, with the, yeah. the same stoves that's, probably from back wild. then. That's wild. That's wild. That's so fact. She let me get busy. Like I would bring collard greens from Mickey's and that's crazy. smoke turkey wings and you know, I'd go in there and make mac and cheese and all that. Yeah. Like, yo, who in there cooking? <laughs> You know what I mean? So, you know, it was it was early on in me, but um it took a couple bumps and bruises. You yeah, know, I got yeah. kicked out twice. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. And then Mrs. Jones actually, Carolyn Jones, the principal at the time, was like, yo, you know they got that school. I know you love to cook. Mm. They got the best culinary school right up the road. That's the crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you should go apply there. I was like, yeah, they ain't gonna take me, man. You know, they don't they don't take us like that. He was like, nah, you 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 can't, you know, do it. Yeah, yeah. So you can't do it. So you try it. So she's like, yo, do that. I applied and you know I, I got the references. You know I did all I did all the work. You know what I mean I graduated mm -hmm. and I said yeah um, you know I'm gonna get into the CIA <clears throat> and this is gonna be my ticket out. So um, I definitely want to unpack all that. Mm -hmm. So family history in and around the kitchen. Like mm -hmm. give me give me like give me set the scene for me like once again like you said your little brother little yeah, sister. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I know a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. Kitchen experiences, grandma, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the grandmas was like, you know, the matriarchs right. that was blazing the trail, like for the family, Sunday dinners, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, did you have that same type of well, well, growing experience? Up, growing up, my grandparents, um, actually, my grandfather was a master bread baker. Mm. Like, he would, he would bake bread from scratch. He would bake these things called sweet yeast rolls. And people would come from all over, literally, family would drive up crazy. North Carolina because grand granddad is making these fucking yeast rolls. That's oh, crazy. French. Yeah. That um that that are phenomenal and, and, and they like melt in your mouth. So I, I grew up around that in the kitchen like that. Grandma's is baking pies, you know, you know, turkeys, <laughs> you know, all yeah. You know, all the all the holidays it was it was filled with love and, and food yeah, yeah. And abundance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that you know, that that kind of like, you know, in enveloped in me like I, I like like yeah this is something that you know I could see myself doing but at the time I get this at the time it wasn't a it wasn't cool I would get laughed at yeah 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 you know what I mean look at me yeah, it looked like that's a female thing yeah, like exactly. like yeah like, a, like that trade was a trade of only woman because we grew up with women cooking yeah, in the fact. household yep Right, but um, as the co as we see in our industry, um, it's a male-dominated industry actually. But the the the, the crazy part about that is, um, it, it's it's not more of a uh, that you're dealing with your sensitive, you know, side when you're cooking. It's it's more masculine. It's very strategic. like it's very strong yeah. and very tactical. Yeah, and very yeah, like, yeah, tactical. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's a lot involved in that. Like it's almost like a science. Yeah. And you have to control all of that. Shit. You kind of give me the scientist vibe. Like every time yeah. I see you with your pins yeah, and, and yeah. your shirt, yeah. like you always give me like like it's a lab coat almost yeah. when you in the kitchen. Literally, but that that's the type of environment that you're in. Yeah. You're in that kind of um, field to where as you have to be, you have to create something from nothing. Hundred percent. Make it look good, taste good, feel good, all Facts. of the above, and yeah. or else it ain't gonna fly. Yeah. So you know, if you do, you know, um, trial and error and repetition over and over and over, you're gonna get good at it. Facts. You know, so I just, I just stuck with that knife, kept in them books, kept soaking up game. Hundred ten percent. Um, you know, chefs like Anthony Bourdain. Chefs, yeah, yeah. Chefs I, like, we, I, I want to unpack that before you yeah, get that okay, far. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Poughkeepsie High School. Mm -hmm. Like, 
what year did you what, what year did you graduate if you did graduate because mm -hmm. I, I it was a lot of notable characters around like your era right like in poughkeepsie it was like shit was lit mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. gang you know gang culture, yeah. culture. Mm -hmm. like you know bodies was dropping you, like shit was lit like give, give me poughkeepsie high school i graduated from poughkeepsie high school too right um so 98 you know i graduated 98 um i went to culinary school 99 and graduated 2001 so um so the early 90s, and this that, is like yeah, that, DMX, yeah, that, Big, right, right. Hove. So in, that, in that era where, you know, um, you know, thug life was a thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and people, were, like us at our ages, we were young. I mean, we, we were teenagers, yeah. you know what I mean? So we're, you know, we kids growing up and, and it's like, you know, everything influences us. I mean, but it's, it was more already happening than what we were getting out of the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were already living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So the music was just like hype. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a, a background music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like, all right. I theme music. Theme music. For the shit that y'all really doing. It's really happening. Like, we're really <laughs> yeah. doing this already. So it was, I mean, getting out of uh, Poughkeepsie High School was, was, was a feat, man, really, because I, I almost thought I wasn't going to, you know, make it out of high school. Why, why was that? Because I didn't, um, you know, my, my focus wasn't on going to college. Like, yeah. I wasn't thinking about no school. Like, yeah. No after that. Like, it was whatever it was. Yeah. Then, and that was it. Like, you strike me as, like, like, a different student, like, where it was, like, you just in your own world, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. type shit. Yeah, I mean, because I'm comfortable there, man. I'm comfortable in that space, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I don't have to deal with any, any, anything yeah. else but me. Like, so if I got to just deal with me, then it's easier for me to deal with. 110%. Because yeah. school is very structured. Like, yeah. all right, do this, do mm -hmm. this, sit mm -hmm. in the fucking chair and mm -hmm. write this mm -hmm. and repeat yeah. that. Like, yeah. that don't really work for creatives a lot of times. Yeah. And what's funny is, I mean, you know, I got, I got, you know, I got expelled. I got kicked out of high school. And um, then I caught, a, I, I caught a charge. And um, they was going to send me up. Or they said you got to take you got to take this drug program. I said, yo, I, 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 first of all, I'm not a fiend. You was hustling? Like, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was selling. Yo, I never knew you hustled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, doing whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know what I mean? Because it was just it was easy. It's yeah. so easy. My mom's was a smoker, so it was like all her friends. Yeah. Like, it was, I was getting money. It was easy. Yeah, it was too yeah. easy. Yeah, you know what I mean, so. But, um, but back then, hold on. Mm -hmm. Pardon me, I don't mean to mm -hmm. cut you off. Sorry. Mm -hmm. They said that niggas would be on the corner selling crack, and police would just be riding back, like. They didn't really know what the fuck was going on. Right. Yeah. They said that's how free this shit was. Right. Like, yeah. Open it was. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's on the block selling crack and mm -hmm. police don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. Or what? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So was it really like that? Yeah, it was. It was, it was like that, man. And you know, and, and you know, they started installing cameras and all kinds of other stuff like that. You know, um, trying to figure it out. But um, you know, for me, um, I, I didn't want. I did, that that wasn't the life that I really wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, it was the circumstances, you know, how I grew up and what I was in, but that's not what I really wanted. And, um, you know, when I found my passion for food and for cooking um, inside of that high school kitchen, really, um, I started going home and, and watching the Food Network, okay. and watching Emerald, and watching, you know, all these cooking shows and stuff and getting more inspiration. And then um, when my guidance counselor and Miss um, Jones, you know, brought me in the office and told me about the Culinary Institute of America. That's crazy. And was like, yo, this is the best, because this, this is your best option for what, you know, you have a drive for, we see what you like. I think you should give it a shot, you know. Um, but back to that charge, 
Um, it wasn't even nothing. It was like, you know, I had weed on me. Okay. So okay. it was like a, you know, a misdemeanor. Like they was trying yeah. to gas it up. You know, and I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know who you talking about, what you talking about. Yeah. I only smoke weed. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. all I do. All right, well, you're going to take this drug program. So I'm like, ah, oh, man, yo, I'm only 17. Like, yeah. I'm trying to graduate high school uh, uh, still. So when I got up to the drug program in Ellenville, I requested a, a tutor. I said, y'all going to give me a tutor because I'm still in high school and I want to get my high school diploma. Right. So y'all going to get all my schoolwork from Poughkeepsie High School, bring it up here. <laughs> and bring me a tutor and they did it um literally so i did all the work you know i aced them shits it was like i got 90s and all it was like yo how'd you do that it's like i'm actually smart i just yeah. played them yeah, 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 yeah you know what i mean yeah. so but um you know i did that completed i walked came back walked cap and gown and, and went straight to the culinary after that so um you know i've been on a journey ever since pretty much so back back to those teachers mm -hmm. like the, the, I, the I, got one. A, I got an economics teacher named uh, Mr. Zinsley. I remember Mr. Zinsley. Mr. Zins. I remember like Mr. Zinsley. He, he, he was very, he's a big advocate for, you know, black youth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he always inspired me because, um, you know, the way he talked numbers, he, 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 he would make you figure it out. Like, if you couldn't understand something, he would literally sit yeah. there and break it down yeah. for you and make you figure it out. Yeah. And it was like, yo, that's, it, it helped a lot in life. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was like, he was giving you life lessons, life um Life skills, okay. Um, something that that you know it wasn't in the curriculum. Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? So, so Zinsley, Zinsley. Um, I got uh, uh, uh Mr. Drakeford. Drakeford, shout out to Drakeford. Yeah. Did he try to get you to go to Norfolk State? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he did try to get everybody to go there. You <laughs> yeah, know I wish I had listened to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me too. No, for me personally, yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. I had listened to him. Nah, nah. I always wanted to go to go go to a um, you know, a, a, a all black alumni man. Yeah. Um. But you know, I got buried in the cooking, man. Cooking Facts. just 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 set me there. So the the, the home ec teacher. Mm -hmm. Let's get, get back to that. Okay, Miss McGee. Yeah, Miss McGee. Um, Why was that so important for you? Like that person with that, like yeah, with that she, space. She took she took care. Like she took she took she took time out. Yeah. To show me to, to to actually show me that this can be an an, an actual um, you know, a career. Exactly. Like it's not it's more more than just this right here. Like, yeah. Let me show you this, and then she opened that door to the guidance counselor, and it showed me what you know the Culinary Institute right. was all about. And I'm like, damn, this is like literally ten months, ten minutes up the street. And, and like, we, like, you know what I mean? For, for us, and I never from, knew it. Yeah, for, uh, none of us knew yeah. it. Like, for us being in Poughkeepsie, we mm. got the Culinary, we got mm. Marist College, we got Vassar, Vassar College. Mm -hmm. All we know is fucking Duchess Community College. Right. Like, we got. New Paltz across the bridge. Mm -hmm. So many New Paltz. Like, and then what we got? We got Bard. Right. Also is up there. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know nothing. Like, and this is in our backyards, and you know, we run around doing dumb shit, and we got some of the most prominent colleges yeah. in the fucking Prestigious. country. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was crazy. So, all right, the culinary. Mm -hmm. So, Miss McGee brought you to the counselor who introduced you to the culinary. What was that process like? Um, that process was. Um, before you could even step foot in the culinary, you had to have six months of restaurant experience. Crazy. So you Never already had to be in some kitchen somewhere doing something mm -hmm. to, uh, to you know, see if you actually like this for real. Yeah. Like, you ready for this type of pain? Because yep. it ain't no joke. So I got a job at the IBM, actually, um, cooking for all the employees out okay. at IBM. Um, and there was a black chef there. Her name was... Uh, Chef Aubrey, no, Audrey Dobson. Mm. Um, she was a, a black CIA graduate Crazy. chef. 
you know, from the 80s, old Crazy. school. Um, but she was thorough. Mm. She was so thorough, and she, she, she grasped on to me and said, listen, this is how you got to do it proficiently. It's all about proficiency. You know what I mean? If you do something, make sure you, you, you're doing it proficiently, and it's the exact way that it should be. So she's taught me how to how to fold an omelet on a, on a griddle, on a flat top, how to, you know, how to, um, how to poach an egg properly. I was cooking breakfast for the employees, so it was breakfast cookery. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you had to, like, you know, learn how to make a, a proper biscuit, you know what I mean? And, um, and this is at IBM. And this is at IBM. Which is right up the street from the culinary. Right. So this is on the same route, Route 9, right? So um, being, you know, having these people keep flashing in, was like a direct drive for me to go to CIA. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. so it's like, you know, you your first employer is an African American woman, CIA graduate, that's a chef and that's your superior at your first job before you go to CIA. That's like an that's introduction, yeah. like, like that's here you go, the yeah. door we opening the door right yeah, now. Yeah, you gonna go in there and get it, and I went in there and got it. I mean, you got to do a placement test. Um, you got to learn culinary French. Culinary um, French, what's that? Yeah, culinary French is like, you know, um, w w w everything, the language of um, the food and the restaurant and the lingo and, you know, maitre okay. d's okay. you know, how they say things in, in French um, is how we speak in the kitchen sometimes. Okay, okay, got it. All you right. know what I mean? So, <clears throat> and it's know. only two culinaries in the, in the country, right? Or uh, is it three? There's three. Yeah, there's, there's one in uh, San Antonio and there's one in um, Napa Valley. Okay. Um, so, and then the original one is in Hot Park, New York. So we got the original culinary, right, like, which is original. like, like, so pretty much everybody that we know mm -hmm. as a chef probably came through mm -hmm. this, this culinary, correct? Um, no, not oh, true. Okay. No, not true. Um, the culinary is like a, a really elite place. Like, it's really hard to get in there. Actually, it was more than what, you know, you, you had to have, um, your grades needed to be, you know, very up there or you had to have a lot of money. Mm. So if you had $60,000, because I had to pay $60,000 for tuition. <laughs> if you had $60,000 up front, just say, here, they, they're going to accept you no matter if you're 50, yeah, yeah, 49, yeah. you know, yeah. switching careers because he had a lot of career changes there. Okay. You know, a lot of people just wasn't coming out of, you know, high school, going straight to college. Facts. There were career changes. And you, you were dealing with different personalities, different ages. You know, it, it, was, it, was, it was like going to school with um, adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So... Um, yeah. So give me the give me the demographics like of the culinary. Okay. Because so like for me, for my understanding, I like from being on culinary campus around it, I don't mm -hmm. see too many black people. In so, my opinion. So when I went, it was ninety percent white and three percent other, and maybe about two percent of that was black, if that. Mm. So I was the only African American that graduated in my class. Period. And what year was this? And this was in two thousand one. Crazy. This is in the two thousands we're talking. Yeah, yeah. So two thousands is still, it's still, it was still yeah, like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So um, the adversity, you know, that I had to deal with was wild. I mean, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I got into a few fights there, <laughs> man. I almost, you know, you got into a few it? situations because you know it's like you feel like the outcast. You're the only one. You know what I mean. So it's like you either gotta, you know, embrace, you know, what, what, what the change that's happening around you. Or you gonna you probably gonna get kicked out. Yeah, you know? yeah. There was a lot of people that actually didn't make it through, and that's why I said no, um, because you know if your grades weren't up, you're getting kicked out. If you didn't pay that, you know that that note, you're getting kicked out because Fact. you had to pay for that class before you took it. Um, 
so it was it was that it was set up like that. Um, and it was grueling. It was no joke. It was like a military academy. I can't imagine. Culinary arts. Like, all these chefs are master chefs, master trained chefs. Very, very, um, you know, very, you know the, the, the training skill, the, the, the skill set that they have mm -hmm. is like, you know, they're like 30 clicks ahead of you. You know what I mean? They already know what's, what's going on. Yeah. So it's like they're teaching you as a pupil. You're coming in there to learn how to cook. They're showing you all the dynamics, braising, roasting, saute, stir fry, pan fry, um, bake, uh, broil. Um, you know, they're showing you all grilling. They're showing you all the methods to cooking something properly simultaneously almost. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you have something on the grill, then you have something in the fryer, you have something in the oven, and you have something on the stove. That's four things going at once, and they all have to be the right temperature, yeah. the right flavor, mm -hmm. you know, right consistency, mm -hmm. all at once. So it's it's a it's it's it's, it's a real, um, I, I would say it, it's probably one of the, one of the most I wouldn't say most difficult jobs, but when it comes to being focused, yeah, like you have to be focused, or it's just not gonna, yeah, work. it's not gonna happen. So like, what did you learn about yourself, like um, throughout this culinary journey? Yeah. Um, about me, I mean, I learned that, you know, I had to practice patience. Um, I struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, I had to learn how to, you know, to, to channel myself back a little bit and not be so aggressive, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because, you know, being that I, I've learned so much, um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've kind of developed this skin. You know what I mean? To where it's like nothing, you know, can't really phase me yeah. when it comes to the amount of pressure yeah. that you get in the kitchen. Yeah. Because it happens. Like, yeah. if you're working in a restaurant, you're the chef of that restaurant, and one thing, you know, is off, that could throw, throw your whole service in a, in a world. Like, like burnt caramel? Like burnt caramel. <laughs> like burnt caramel. <laughs> you know, and these, and, these, and these are the things that, you know, the mistakes that shouldn't happen. Yeah. They do happen, but they shouldn't. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, when you're dealing with a, a certain level of, of cook that thinks they have it, and they don't. That's the pri that was a prime example of someone thinking that they got it, <laughs> and they rolling. don't. Yeah, and then hey, you yo, go to his Instagram. Y'all gonna see what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then the shit talking like you talking shit like as if you not wrong here. Yeah, yeah. You're very wrong. <laughs> you turn sugar into chocolate. That is magic. Yeah, yeah. You're magical. You're Willy Wonka. So yeah. you know, it, 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 it you know fiascos like that happen in the kitchen. Um, and. It's a learning experience. You have to teach from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, then you're going to get another burnt caramel. Facts. You know what I mean? So. And you got to be humble probably, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. Um, the person that, you know, that makes the mistake, because we all make mistakes. Yep. The person that makes the mistake got to be hard. Oh, you know what? As a chef, oh, that's my bad. I, you got to eat that. Facts. You know what I mean? And, and then keep it pushing. And then learn again. Because mm -hmm. it's a constant learning. You know what I mean? So it's like it never it never stops, and it, that's the that's the part that keeps me going. Mm. The fact that I'm know I'm gonna get some more out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it ain't it ain't ever over with. Facts. So. So like, how did your cooking style develop? Like from, like all right, from when you came in mm -hmm. to now? Cause mm -hmm. I got like I'm pretty sure like they taught you traditional. Yeah. You know this, but then. Yeah. You. Yeah. Put your own spin to like yeah. I, I call your shit the remix. Like, right. So it starts, I like that. So it starts with the basics. It starts from the basics, of course. They show you all the basics, man. You know, um, simple plating um, techniques. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you kind of like sp spawn into whatever it is that drives you. Like for me, um, what drives my palate is um, 
different tastes jumping off of each other. Mm. So I, I, I like tastes jumping. I like salt, spicy, sweet, hot, sour, jumping. You know what I mean? So it's like you got five different, you know, f flavor profiles right there jumping at you. That's like having pop, coconut popcorn chicken with a pina colada uh, dress, uh, a drip em up sauce on it. This niggas are scientists. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of those. Oh, that shit pop. Like, my mouth, like, just was like, it was Christmas in my mouth type <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? So, those are the, you develop, a, like, I developed an abstract style. What I mean by that is I watched a lot of chefs um, from, from Japanese to Australian to French to German to, you know, to Thai. I've trained under a Thai chef from Thailand. That's crazy. And, and I can imagine how. And, and he went to the CIA. And he went to the CIA. Okay. They flew him in from Thailand because he was in the, in the army over there. They said, you're going to train to be a chef. And you're gonna come back and work for the royalty, whatever. But he ended up moving to uh, Connecticut and opening a Thai restaurant. I don't know how, you know, he made it over here. Yeah, yeah. But you know, going to the CIA, you have you forever have a passport. Like right. we literally, when you graduate, you get a, a diploma, a key, uh, a, a, a gold medal, and a passport, like a lifetime passport. It's crazy. And you could go wherever because you know our our um, credentials, you know our diploma has that, that seal on it. Mm. That, you know, a chef can travel anywhere in the world and work as a chef. I never knew that. Yeah. Never yeah. knew that. Yeah, so that's that's one of the one of the perks of going to the CIA. Um I don't know, not too many people know that. But yeah, um so you know I developed a style, an abstract style, from watching all these chefs in the in in the flavors that they had. Like a lot of them concentrate on one thing. Yeah. Like the Thai chef, his thing was just Thai food, mm -hmm. period. Like he didn't have Italian or French or yeah. soul food. Yep. And then you gotta think about it, all these chefs that are not black don't have soul food embedded in them. Exactly. exactly. They don't. Yeah. You could do it, Bobby Flay, you can do you, chicken and waffles all you, you want. Yeah. But you're not soul food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you got a chef, uh, uh, you know, a black guy like myself that is very well versed in his own culture, and then he has an, uh, a, a credential on top of that that taught him everybody else's culture. Facts. You know what I mean? You, you're dealing with something mm -hmm. uh, that scientist yeah, that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I just take all of that and I put it like it's like in, in a pot of gumbo, and I, I, I develop and I take different things and and, and, and deconstruct them and, and, and make it my own. You know what I mean? So. Hey, yo, y'all gotta go to yo. I can't stress it enough. Go to his Instagram. Like he'll have like a fucking flatfish and filleted shit. Like I, I like watching you fillet fish for yeah. some reason. I don't know. And yeah, I just yeah. think that shit is. Like he'll like slap this shit on the on his joint, <laughs> right on the table. Like my son is a scientist. Yeah. So fashion and personality in the kitchen. Like mm. you embody the fucking '90s in the mm. kitchen, mm. where traditionally, like you know, it's very bland and basic. Yeah. But yeah. You kind of got the pop. Like where it's like yeah. when you come in and everybody loves and respects mm. that shit. Like I, yeah. I feel like other and other places like or other people was like if it wasn't you mm -hmm. they they wouldn't be jacking mm -hmm. and shit mm -hmm. so how did you get like you know to incorporate fashion and, and personality into the kitchen which yeah. is well i mean the, the 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 key i mean the key to life is energy man and the key the key to how i do things is, is positive energy so it's like when i come in the room it's automatic you know you feel that positive energy and he's like man this this dude is like Yo, he makes me want to work with him. Yeah. He makes me want to work it with him. It looked fun, like, yeah, in your it's kitchen. Like, yo, like, oh, wow, oh, look how cool he looks. Yeah. I got a lot of people that were attracted to just what I look like. Yeah. Like, they were walking by, like, oh, 
I want to come work with him, but work <laughs> yeah, for him. Yeah. Because he don't look like he's going to be a dick or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's literally what goes on in the industry. Uh, chefs, a lot of chefs are pricks. Like, they're real assholes. I can't imagine. You know what I mean? And they don't like you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, they're not there to like you. They're not there to, you know, accommodate you or make you happy. They're there to do the job, and they want you to do the job. And a lot of them are just stern and then just, just rigid. You know, me, um, I've, I've dealt with a lot of chefs like that. You know, I had to take this shit, and it, it, it was what it was. But for me, I know giving that to somebody is not going to make them better. want yeah. to be better or yeah. want to work with somebody or want to, you know, it's not, it's not going to make somebody want to do anything uh, good. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get shit food. Facts. You're going to get <laughs> yeah. bad service. Because it's like you said, it's slow. energy. Yeah, it's, it's energy. It's translating it's energy. So into you, the... You, you, you spewing out negative energy, that's what they're going to give you back. Exactly. In, uh, in the form of, of, of what you don't want to see on that plate. So, you know, for me, fashion-wise... Because um, you be having, like, Jordans and shit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. For me, fashion-wise, <laughs> like, I, I, I think that... I think that um, you know, we all, as, as children, when we were growing up, you know, we wanted to, to have the nice things. We wanted to, you know, the dress, you know, the part. You know what I mean? And it's Hell like, yeah. ever since then, I mean, I see, the, I see a pair of Bo Jacksons right now. I'm, I'm getting them. Yeah, straight, yeah. Straight. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Because like, that's, that's, that's nostalgic for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, the Jays is just like, you know, that's an automatic thing. But in the kitchen, like, you're really supposed to wear non-slip shoes, non-slip resistant. And I tell this to all the kids out there. <laughs> Don't go in there trying to be fly and bust your ass, and now you got a slip disc and you're all fucked up. You know what I mean? Don't do that. You know what I mean? Go and get you some professional kitchen shoes. But, you know, I, that's another thing I would like to work on is some fly kitchen shoes. Yo, that'll be ill. I can see that. You know what I mean? I can see that. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, I go to work like that, but then I get suited up. Okay. You know, okay. uniform right. type. So maybe what I'm seeing is just you just Casually, fucking around. Yeah, like, might, yeah. might be before the clock. Okay, all right, cool. You know got I mean? it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, like you said, as a chef, you get a, a fucking passport to travel. Mm-hmm. Like, how do cooking styles differ from place to place that you've been, city to city, state to state? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how did that like influence your style? Um. You know, everywhere you go, they have th- their thing. You know what I'm saying? You go to Houston, they got their barbecue. You know, mm-hmm. the brisket. You know, they. You go to uh, California. You know, they got that that fresh. Latino uh, shit. Out there, yeah. You know what I mean? You you go uh to Chicago, they you know, they got their hoagies and they got their you know, they they brats and they got their you know, they, they they steak, you know, they they got all that out there and they pizza, they deep dish, yeah. yeah. Right? Um but Chicago is a really, really uh, a cool place, man, because for uh, us chefs, it's like one of the restaurant meccas. Um, there's over 8,000 restaurants in Chicago, and a lot of them are very, very, very good. Um, you know, you got chefs out there that are like molecular um, gastronomy scientists like that really do, you know, crazy, like, spirit things. Like, they yeah. suspend something in the air for you, you know what I mean? Like, crazy stuff. My homegirl, Courtney, like... Mm. I- like from Chicago, I met her in the airport a couple of years ago. She always talks about the Chicago food scene. Yeah. I never seen Chicago, it. Chicago food scene is crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy that you said that because she be pressing like, yeah. like talking about it. And I'm like, is yeah. it really? Is it like you know we hear about it's, Chicago? It's really like that. We don't hear about the food. Yeah. So it's crazy that you said Chicago yeah, yeah. out of all places. Chicago, man, it's, it's really like that. It's really like they got some great food, great places up there. Um, it's a real, you know, it's a real cool environment. Um, for the food scene up there for sure. Um, a lot of James Beard Award winners up there. Um, What's the James Beard Award? James Beard Award is the highest prestigious um award you can get in the Culinary Academy. Oh. Um, so James, I thought it was a Michelin star, right? Well. 
as as an award. Okay. As an award, Michelin stars it rates you know um, a restaurant's quality in the service. Okay, got it, got it. James Beard does all you know re chefs. Okay. You know establishments. Gotcha. You know what I'm gotcha. Um, so what I'm working on with this restaurant right now is called Boca um, Italian restaurant in Birmingham that I opened last year before the pandemic. Um, is a James Beard Award for Best New Restaurant of the South. Wow. So, um, you know, right now we're working towards that. And what, what that means is everything has to be immaculate. Like, mm. I mean, like, you know, not only the food, but the service. Um, you're talking about glassware, polishing. Facts. You know, you're, you're talking about cleanliness, you know. Stuff that people don't pay attention to. Pay attention to, to is what the, uh, the uh, James Beard Foundation and the Michelin uh, Star Guide checks for. Checks for. All those things that, you know, the, the naked eye really don't be looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the, the, the type of polishing that you have to be on point for because at any second they could come walking through that door. Yeah. And it's going to be a blind thing. Like, yeah. you're not going to know. You don't even know. It's, yeah, yeah. You're not going to know. So. That's kind of like on Ocean's, like, 11. Like, when, remember when he was get the, the diamond? Yeah, yeah. Remember the guy, the inspector for yeah, the, yeah, for the yeah. hotel? Yeah, yeah. He get the, you know, he was trying to, you know. So I, that kind of threw me there. Yeah. So yeah, all right, it's, it's like that. Cooking styles, food styles. Like you mm. mentioned, Chicago. You mentioned the mm -hmm. West Coast. You mentioned Houston brisket. Yeah. So I cooked all over, man. I, 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 you know, of course, I grew up in New York. Um. So, but I worked in Manhattan, and now Manhattan is a different grind because Manhattan. I can only imagine. Is the mecca of a food period. Like Chicago, they got a great scene, but it's nothing like New York City at all. Um. And I worked in some of the best restaurants in the city at that time um and being in the middle of that um you you really develop a different style because i was working in a pan-asian restaurant called china grill mm. china grill was was like one of the biggest restaurants at that time um it was at the cbs black rock building on 53rd and 6th avenue okay so it was at the bottom of a big giant skyscraper and um a lot of celebrities would come through there nas Khalees, Nas and Khalees came through there a couple times. Um, Free and Big Ticket would come through there because B&T Studios yep, was yep, right up the street. Exactly. So they would come through there, eat or whatever. Um, for, you know, first couple times, I you know I, I make myself um, you know known or whatever. Um, but the third time they came, I walked up to the table. I said, Hey, how y'all doing? I'm, I'm your chef. He's like, You? You're the chef? You make all <laughs> Free was like, Yeah. She's like, Yo, so you could cook like, you know, uh, barbecue chicken and cornbread too? I was like, Come on, Free, man. Who, from who Free from 106 in Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Free from 106, right? So I, I was like, yeah, Well, who you think you're dealing with? She's like, Oh, I got to get you to do a private event for me. That's crazy. Yo, I'm going to hook you up with my assistant. Yo, we're going to get you da da da. So next thing you know, a couple weeks later, assistant hit me up like, Yo, Free wants you to do a private dinner for her at this hotel, blah, blah, blah. Um, can you pull it off? I'm like, yeah, sure, I can pull it off. So um, I, I was working at a restaurant called Tupelo Grill, right next door to Madison Square Garden at the time. And, um, you know, I just called up the hotel and was like, spoke to the chef. I said, listen, this is chef such and such. I'm down at blah, 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 across from the garden. Um, one of your guests would like me to come in, into your kitchen and prepare a meal for them. Um, he said, sure, chef, come on over. And that's not likely. Like, yeah. that doesn't happen. Because, like, like, like a, their kitchen is their kitchen. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, nobody lets another chef just come in there and, yeah. and, 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 and freestyle in their kitchen. You know what I mean? But um, he must have knew mm. when I said, you know, about the guests. I didn't say her name. I didn't say nothing like that. But he, he must have knew. Listen, you so she was staying in his hotel. Right. And, okay, all right. And right. the, and the restaurant she, on, the, on the floor. Right. And then she told the folks that, you know, she wanted a chef to rent it, you know, to rent their kitchen so he can make her uh, her meal. Um, 
So I did that. Um, she took care of me, and then she also invited me to one of her charity, charity events back then, um, Free for Life Foundation charity event. Amazing. So then I started doing pop-up events after that, like pop-up chef. For celebrities? You know what I mean? Yeah, for celebrities. Like, so I would like, you know, I'll get a phone call to do something for, um, and who I did something for um, back in those days. Um, Vanessa Williams, right? So... Damn, she's bad. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and is she still married? Yeah, she's she's married now to a billionaire, man. You know, she's doing her thing, man. She's uh, living life. Um, beautiful woman, beautiful soul. Um, so she she invited me one time to do a barbecue. Um, I had to bring out the the the, the coffee, um, Coca Cola barbecue sauce. <laughs> um, that they went crazy about. Like her mom actually said, oh my God, it's the best sauce I've ever had. Yo, sauce. my son got his own line of sauces. I like, like, yeah, I'm the sauce boss. You know, she's like, oh, sauce boss. Oh man, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta get, hook me up one time. I was like, I got you. So, you know, we've been, we've been tight ever since. I mean, you know, and it's all about building relationships and having a good rapport with people. 110%. Um, and as a chef, chefs are always, um, uh, wanted. Like we're always yeah. needed. Yeah, You know what I mean? So it's like people, if you have a good relationship with a great chef, then I mean, you got like one of those aces, aces yeah, in the hole. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all right, I got me, I got one. So I'm, I'm one of those guys. I started doing pop up uh, chef events, and then I started flying to California, doing uh, charity events for Diabetes Association, and um, uh, going. I went to Telemundo, and yeah, you know, I was just doing. What doing the fuck stuff. is Telemundo? Uh, Telemundo's a um, a Latin um, television. Oh, yeah. like the, the real television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I did that with the Diabetes um, Association and um, went up there and did a dish for them and um, how to eat clean and how to use pomegranate juice. Um, it's good for your heart and heart disease. And oh, really? How to use that? alternate sugars like honey and, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, and molasses and things of that nature. So, um, I, I, I was just doing that, you know, um, as, a career, as, as a career. Um, because I wasn't in a, in a restaurant at the time. Yep. You know. Um. So, but these past four years, I've been in Birmingham, Alabama. I, you know, I'm running two restaurants right now. It's crazy. Working on a few more. So. Like, how historic is that? Like a black chef in Birmingham, Alabama. Like, yeah. That's major. Yeah, and then cooking French and Italian food that's on top of that. <laughs> on top of all that. You yeah. know. So. Yo, you're talking duck confit and tagliatelle. You know what I mean? You're talking different to different type of pastas that I'm making fresh every day. This is crazy. You know what I mean? You're talking different ice creams. This guy making ice cream fresh every day. Like, you're talking donuts. I'm making donuts every day. Like, you know, we sell about 30, 40 donuts a night sometimes. That's crazy. Because, and this is at dinner? Yeah, this is at dinner. This is at dinner service. You know, the donut is it's a $14 donut. It's a butter crunch donut. You remember back in the day we had the cookies butter crunch? Facts. So I woke up one time from a dream <laughs> and I was like, yo, man, them butter crunch cookies. I said, yo, how can I make that into a dessert? So I said, all right, I'm going to make that same toffee that was inside of that yeah. butter crunch. That toffee, shit was I like, make that shit. Oh I make the gosh. toffee. That was the burnt caramel. Yo, that son yeah. fucked up. Like, that was it. <laughs> for, for the, the butter crunch. The donut. <laughs> you see, so you can see how crazy I get because he fucked it up. Like, you know, yeah. that's a, a key component to He that said he could dish. fix it. Did he fix it? Then he said he could fix it. The son tried to go in the back and, and dump this shit out. He was going to try to make another one. Like, I'm like, you're a funny guy, bro, but um, it, it, you you meet these kind of characters in the industry. They're, yeah. they're, they're out there. They're yeah, like, yeah. shitload of them. You, I mean, they come from all over. You, know, you wonder, like, where they come from, like, because they didn't 
they're not cut from. They didn't come through the culinary. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 real interesting. Yeah. To see and, and to work with, you know. But um. Butter crunch donut. Butter crunch donut, man. So I I had a dream. I woke up and I said, yeah, I'm gonna recreate that that cookie right there and turn it into a donut. And that, so you came up with these with the menus for these? Yeah, yeah, for these yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I wrote the menu. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer. I wrote a cookbook called 101 Ways to Make Gravy, wild back. And I never got it out because I... We're going to get that out, though. Don't even try. Yeah, I kind of wanted to hold on to it, though, really. Like, I really didn't want it to come out. Like, I wanted, you know, I wanted Why? the timing because I wanted the timing to be right. Yeah, yeah, you know nah. what I mean? And I, really I struggle wanted, with that. I wanted to have a canvas already, yep. you know, to be rocking on before I put out a product like that, you know? That should have been amazing. Like, mm. you with a book? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been I could have, I could have, yo, it aligns, bro. But, like, but think about it. I've been writing recipes since high school. That's crazy. So when you think about that, twenty years in the game, you've been writing recipes since high school. I mean, this guy has the shit like Fact. this. Like I could tell you a recipe to the ice cream right now: six egg yolks, two quarts, of, two cups of, uh, no, one and a half cups of milk, three quarts, three cups of cream, uh, six ounces of sugar, and one butter, uh, vanilla butter, uh, vanilla bean, and you got ice cream. Do, like, do you have a book like? Like a scratch pad type so, shit that you keep. So all my, all my, a lot of my recipes are in my mind, but then I started typing them up. I mean, I wrote them down a while a while back mm -hmm. when you know we was in school. You had yeah. to write everything, um, and then you know when we started getting these go-go gadgets, um, I was able to type it in my notes and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, and make little emails and stuff like that. So I got pages and pages of recipes and, and ideas. You That's know what I'm saying? So yo, so all right. Coronavirus shut us down. Yeah, restaurants is closed. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, is you're like such a like a mover and a shaker. Like, mm -hmm. you in the crib. Mm -hmm. I noticed you're doing fucking live cooking dem right. demos. Like, right. So you, <laughs> so you had to pivot, man. That's what it, that, that was the pri the pivoting point for all of us. Everyone had to pivot. You know, Facts. um, you you had to figure out a way to create. And continue to be creative and then also trying to monetize off of it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, you're in the middle of a pandemic, the restaurants shut down, you know, um, they're giving out fake unemployment. You know, you, you know, you know, you never know if you if you're gonna get that job back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So if if you don't know if you're gonna get that particular job back, you of course you can get another one. I mean, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. To. But why not work on your brand? Facts. Why not work on yourself? You know what I mean? So I took that time out to say, you know what, I'm gonna shoot a pilot for a cooking show. And I shot Chef City. Um, I got a whole pilot in the can for a whole cooking show. You know it's what I mean? And, and I'm looking to do several episodes on whatever um, you know platform that I put it on. But um, you know, Chef City is something that I developed while I was in culinary school. Yeah. Um, it was it, Rap City was on at the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, so I yep. said, Yo, what if I was doing this in the kitchen? Yo, this would be crazy if I had the booth right there and the walk in, or you know what I mean? Because he raps too, like right, no right. bullshit. So you know, I was, I was, I was saying like, what if I did a cooking show based in the kitchen? And I developed that, and I went to the Writers Guild of North America and registered it. You know, because if you register your work, you know, can't nobody take it from you. So I got works registered already with the Writers Guild, and that's who protects your work yeah. in, in the industry. Um, and so that's what I did. So, you know, I got a, I got a, a book in, in, uh, in the Guild. I got a, a cooking show in the Guild. Um, I have um, a couple restaurant um, opportunities, that, you know, that, that they want to venture with me on. Um, and then I'm going to open my own thing. 100%, yeah. Eventually, I like to do these these you know these partnerships with people yeah. because it expands you exactly. know, my audience. Exactly. Hundred ten percent. You know, what I mean, it gets me out there more. So cooking on live during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like you know, Tory Lanez had uh, yeah. quarantine radio, and you yeah. had 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I had quarantine kitchen. So yeah, that was that was funny, man, because you know he was going off, he was going in, and it was like, yo, he was lit, he was doing his thing, and I was like, you know, I could do the same thing with the kitchen thing, you know Facts. what I mean? Because I'm I'm wild with it, yeah, and I could have a lot of fun with it. So I started making, you know, uh, a Jamaican uh, jerk chicken with a grill. I pulled the grill out in the kitchen in a little tight space in a condo off, off in the hill somewhere, and the only window in there was the balcony. So I was like, yo, I was like window vibes. I was like, Tim, yo, I was going in, yeah. you know what I mean? I was making Lennox tails, mac and cheese. Like I was bugging out. Then I started selling plates. Then I started doing the twenty dollar plate joints. You know That's what I mean? And I, just, I just did it one time actually for the hood, like for the people that yeah, yeah, yeah. in the area, the locals. Mm -hmm. um, I did a little joint for them, and you know they really loved it, man. And yeah, invited everybody to the crib, come pick up plates. I got you. And, and then did one of those too. So the pandemic, pandemic was a, a creative space for me. Yeah, yeah. You had fun. You, yeah, you yeah. made the best out of it. Yeah, I had to make the best of it for sure. <clears throat> All right. Back to the back to the professional side. Like, t so tell me what it's like running a kitchen. Like, who's all involved in the processes that go along with it? Cause like, for me, I'm a foodie, but I don't understand. Like, when I would tap in, and this is another mm -hmm. question I'm gonna ask you after mm -hmm. this, um, a sous chef, uh, mm -hmm. it's a whole bunch, and I learned a lot of that shit from Ratatouille. Right. Like, right, right, I never yeah. knew the different That's people. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And involved in the yeah, kitchen. The so tell me about that. I'm glad. I'm glad you asked me that question. Um, so and and. In, in the restaurant industry, there, there, there are ranks. Um, right now, it's two of us. It's me and Chef Tom. Chef Tom is an executive chef slash owner who um, opened a French restaurant called Bistro 218 about eight years ago in Birmingham, back when the city of Birmingham downtown was defunct. Like, it was, it was broke down, yeah. abandoned buildings, boarded up. Um, and he said, you know, this is going to boom. This is going to boom one day. Visionary. Visionary. So he went, he went and got the, got the space in a nice, um, very nice building next to the, uh, get this, Johnny Cochran firm. It's like right next door to Bistro 218, right? So anyway, he opens this restaurant. I come along, um, I guess, four years later. Like it, was, it was open for about five years when I got there. Um, I come along and, you know, we click like that. A chef clicking is, is a different kind of click. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, a chef click is like, we get each other, now we can make magic happen because Facts. we get each other. Yeah. So with us getting each other, we were able to open another restaurant. Now we have another you know, venture after this restaurant that we're working on. And it's like, that only happens if you click with somebody. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're able to feed off of you know, each other's ideas and you, you guys both get it and you know business and you know the game. And you've been cooking long enough to understand stand that if you put this on a plate, it's gonna work well with this or pair well with that. And you also know wine and you're extensive in those, you know, in, the, in, those, um, in those departments. So for us, for me and him, it, it's, it's, you know, he's an older guy, you know, uh, 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 from Lebanon, Lebanese. Okay. Um, but he's, you know, he's American. Um, and from him, I gained the wisdom, um, the business mm. wisdom. Because Which sometimes is hard for a creative. Right, 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 because we're so busy creating. Facts. So, you know, we don't have time to look at the numbers. Yep. Um, he's a number cruncher. Like, he food costs like, like be Mr. at 23%. Yeah, he's a number. Food costs would be at 23%. You see how I kept the food costs down last night, last, last month? I need you to do that this month. That's crazy. So the rank you were talking about, as an executive chef, he's a slash owner. I'm right under him as mm -hmm. Chef de Cuisine over both properties. Cool. So 
with chef that, de cuisine. So chef de cuisine is the the chef of the cuisine, the chef of okay. the food of okay. the restaurant, the guy that creates the menu, the recipes, develops everything, and creates the brigade system that he wants his kitchen to have. So for me, um, as the as the chef, like you are the chef, um, you have sous chefs underneath you. What do they do? Sous chefs are second in command to the chef. So anything I, I need, the sous chef should have before I even ask for it, right? Mm. So that's called mise en place. So, um, all right, um, rabbit mise en place. So what? That, yeah, yeah, so I need my rabbit mise en place. So that means I need um, everything in its place for my rabbit dish. Okay. So the rabbit is gonna need onions, carrots, celery, bay leaves, peppercorns, red wine, um, garlic, time, you know, and, and chicken stock, right? So I need them to gather all of that and have it ready for me if I want to cook it. If I want them to cook it, they got to gather all that and they got to cook it. And then I got to taste it and make sure it's cooked right. Okay. So if I want to cook it, I'm showing somebody how to cook it because they don't know how to cook it. Because yeah. it's my, my dish I just created. It's yeah. a new dish. They don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, um, but I sometimes I say, hey, make me a fricassee. Make me a, you know, just make me one. And they make me out of their version or whatever they think it is, and I see if I like it or not, and be like, okay, this, we could work on this, or we could yeah, put yeah, it yeah. here or whatever. So I give them creative opportunities too. So that's the sous chef. So that's the that's the, that's the sous chef. Okay. Now underneath him is you have uh, line cooks. Okay. And you know the line cooks are the guys that are online on different stations. So I have a pasta station, I have a sauté station, I have a hot appetizer station, I have an hors d'oeuvre station. So the hors d'oeuvres is like the you know the hot the um, the, the cold appetizers. Mm -hmm. um, the, the shrimp cocktail. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit the, the, like that. Yeah, prosciutto. Uh, you oh, know, okay. You know, stuff, carpaccio, stuff like that, uh, Caesar salads. Oh, okay. You know, and then, um, you know, desserts, cheesecakes, mm -hmm. you know, ice creams, um, you know, the, the, the donut. That's what they do on that side. Um, so these guys are the line cooks. You know, they're, they're just, you know, the cooks that come in and they, they do their job. Do they go to culinary too or that is, um, can anybody do that? Anybody could do a line. Anybody could see. The thing, thing about being a chef is anybody could do it, but it has to be done in a certain, in two ways. One way is being trained under a, a, I'd say, star quality chef, mm -hmm. right? Um, that has an extensive career in the industry and has opened multiple establishments mm -hmm. and has, yeah. a, has a background to be a sensei in the, in the art, right? And the other is the degree, right? But that's just the beginning. Like, you're not a chef once you graduate culinary school. <laughs> like, you still have to put in work. You still right. have to go in these restaurants yeah. and train under these badass chefs and work with all these cooks that have been cooking for years and might not have had the opportunity to go to culinary school like you did, but they already know more because yeah. of the experience. Mm -hmm. So they know more than you. Exactly. Right? So you, you have to earn your stripes by banging out and literally cooking better than somebody. Out cooking somebody. Like, like, a, like, a, like a freestyle battle. Like a competition, like you yeah. literally have to outcook the next next person to move up in rank. That's crazy. So as a line cook, if you don't outcook, like because when I graduated culinary school, that's what I was a line cook. Like I worked as a line cook, and um, two months into the, my first job at the CIA, um, the chef at the restaurant in Miami. I, I went straight to Miami. So like when I graduated CIA, I flew straight to Miami and I worked in South Beach at some of the best restaurants down there. Bad boys. So yeah. Yeah, so Jonathan Eisman offered me the sous chef um, job out there. 
And at that time, sous chef is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sous chef is not a low, a, a low position. It's, okay. It's a big deal. Okay. So, because you're second in command to the chef, and the chef is a big deal, right? Yeah. So, sous chef um, position is a salary position, and it pays great, but you work a lot of hours. Exactly. I, I, you know, they, they work the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you're working 60, 70 hours as a sous chef, uh, uh, and you're getting paid sous chef salary. You can make that as a line cook and get paid time and a half to after 40 hours. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So, them 60 hours are probably be more than what a sous chef You're really just doing it for the title and for the opportunity to... To, to have that on your resume. Yep. And the resume is, is, is big. is a big deal. But also, they look at, like, how fast you jump into another position. And if you wasn't at a certain position long enough, are you really qualified yeah, yeah. to be in that next position? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm fresh out of culinary school. I've only been here a couple months. <laughs> like, you're not going to, you know, slave trade me into, you know, work, working for you as a sous chef. You know, you're getting all these hours out of me, and I'm not getting the, the pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I, I declined the, the, the job, and he didn't like that much. So I stayed there quite a while, but at the end, he ended up firing me. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he told me I was a catalyst for bad behavior. <laughs> I kept taking people out back alley and shit and threatening them and shit like that. You know what I mean? I know that's not the first time you heard that. Yeah, yeah. I know. That, that wasn't the first time I heard that one. But he was right. And, you know, I, I needed to broaden my horizons and move on to another restaurant and, and learn from somebody else. And sometimes, you know, as a, as a, young, as a young chef, you know, you, you fly off the handle sometimes. You, you, young chefs are hotheads. Yeah. Um, you got to learn how to control that temperature and not be so heated because it's a high stress, high volume situation. Exactly. Like you're dealing with a lot. So if you don't learn some kind of self sense of self control, you're going to fly off the handle and a lot of places are not going to hire you. Exactly. You're going to have a bad rep. Exactly. I mean, even if you got the, the degree, you still have a bad, a bad reputation is, is, is the yeah. worst thing you can have. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, so. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention one name and you know, just, mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain. Man, he's, he's, he's one of the greats, man. Um, you know, back when I was going to culinary school, he had a book out called um, Kitchen Confidential. And I read that book, and inside, inside of this book was literally a inside to all the shit that goes down in the kitchens in Manhattan. And this was in Hell's Kitchen. This, was, this is in when... Like it was real wild. Drugs was rampant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the scene, <laughs> like the scene was wild. Yeah. You know, it's like Basquiat and shit. Around yeah. that time, would you think would it, would, it, would it be that? Cause I remember Basquiat talks about how the art district, you mm -hmm. know, type shit. So it, it's, yeah, it's it's it's, it's it like a, it's like a, a direct mirror to that. Okay. You know what I mean? Because the food art scene, the culinary art scene, has always been thriving in that sense, as the art scene has been. Yeah. So it's like they've been like by its side, because as you see, most art events have food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're catered events. You know, and the food has to look just as good as the art. So we're both in the same field here. Um, so during that time with Anthony Bourdain, what he did was he gave you the raw deal of what this is and mm. what it could be. Yeah. Um, he gave you that version of it. And, um, you know, I was in, you know, I was intrigued, but also I knew what not to do from reading that book. Like I knew what not to, to do, you know, what, what, what roads not to take, you know what I mean? And that was his, that was my inspiration from him because I never met him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never got the opportunity yeah. to work for yeah. him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I, I would have loved to, um, but I've learned from a lot of, my uh, comrades who have worked with him and met him and worked for him and stuff like that, that like he, his control, and that's what it's about in, 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 this, in our industry. It's about control. And the way like he's able to, you know, have this, you know, you know, no, like almost like a, 
a sporadic way of thinking <clears> where <throat> things be all over the place. He yeah. still has control of that. And it speaks, it speaks through his food. So Anthony Bourdain was one of those guys that, like, they don't come. They don't. They don't. Yeah. They don't come around. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he's one of those guys I look to wanting to to be like. You know? Yeah, he yeah. Fat, that. Fuck you know yeah. I mean? Like yo, that nigga. He's, Is he he's like, like a like a chef, fucking rock star, like icon? Like I looked at him as a revolutionary. Like, I would watch mm-hmm. every show he ever did. Like I recently, I caught one on my fire stick that probably was around the time mm-hmm. that um he probably wrote that book. He was in one of these back alley fucking mm-hmm. restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. smoking bad cigarettes, right. you know, type shit. And right. he was young. He got the ex- chance to experience his um, likeness, man, and his expertise because you know, he's one of the pioneers of the culinary world. Like, you, like you kind of embody a lot of what I've seen in him. Like, mm-hmm. where it's like he's not just a chef. Like, he's like, you know, like an explorer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He's not, like, he's not. Of the restaurant, like yeah, he's a fuck. Like he works in the mm-hmm. industry, but well, it's see, like it's so much more to him as an individual. See the thing, and I see the same thing. Yeah, you. see the thing about it is, you know, every chef can cook, mm-hmm. but not all chefs have personality. Yep, you know, not not that. not all chefs have that character to where is they they can you know. Um, Command a, a crowd, you know, a capture an audience. Yep. And that's what he he was able to do. He was able to capture an audience that hasn't seen a chef outside of his element. Yeah. Outside of his cooking element. A lot of these cooking shows are based on chefs being in the kitchen. Exactly. You know, and just doing whatever they do in the kitchen. And like the industry would try to put somebody like him, like yourself, in a box. Like, no, fucking do it like how we've been doing it. Like, and it's like I feel like that's the shit that made him not want to fucking. You know, cook and you know, go more towards like you know the personality space. Right, because you can't put me in the box. So his whole approach was like, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna let y'all, you know, box me in to being just, you know, uh, yeah. what you think I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm much more than that. Yeah. And, and and what he did with um, no reservations was like he kind of like broke that barrier. Yeah. That chefs should just stay in the kitchen. Yeah. It's like shut up and dribble. Yeah. Yep. Shut yep. Up exactly. Dribble. You know what I mean? It's like nah. Um, we're <laughs> yeah. authors. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? We're 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 writers. We're um, inventors. We're um, travelers. We're um, you know fathers. We're you know we're, we're chefs. Chefs wear a lot of hats. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're really. Um, they're really involved, um, but it's the personality that brings all that out. You know what I mean? Like, so with Emeril, Emeril was able to um, capture an audience with his personality. Mm-hmm. Like, he could cook and talk at the same time. And talk at like, the same entertain. time. You know, throw a bam in there, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and wow the crowd. That type of personality is what they look for. Yep. You know what I mean? So, with me, um, I'm naturally like that. I was naturally like that before yeah. I, I got involved with cooking. Like, you know, it was just, you know, I, that, that was just in my character to be an outspoken, you know, extra, extrovert yep. that, you know, that, that commands a certain type of attention because he says, you know, different things. Like, his, his language is different. Like, his slang nice. is different. And then when they seen me come into the kitchen with all that, and they're like, man, he got hip-hop. He's got, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, <laughs> He knows different lingo, and it's like you know he's able to um, create dishes for, for inspired, on yeah, that, inspired from that. Like you, know you know got like some E40 shit going on. Yeah, yeah, like you know it's like t- <laughs> it's like tell me when to go, and it be like that. You you might turn on that, you know, just some some hyphy music sometimes when you you in that vibe and you cooking that type yeah. of food. You know what I mean? Like I've been out to California, and I've 
been in kitchens to where, as you know, that's all they listen to. That's, that's crazy. That's what they listen to on their coast. Because he got his own language, how you got, like, you yeah. got your own language, like, at points. Like. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, and, and a lot of it comes from just learning a lot of new words, too, mm. and then being able to flip them a certain kind of way. Like, if I say mirepoix, like, that's not a normal thing that people say. No, what the fuck that like, is. Like, mirepoix is... 50% onions, 25% carrots, and 25% celery. And what that is, it's, a, it's the base. It's the flavoring base for most like a things tri- Like good. a trinity. It's a trinity yeah. of, of, of um, vegetables that enhance the flavor in food. So you put all those ingredients into a pot of water Marrow with pot. some chicken bones, and now you got chicken stock. Facts. You know, you put all those ingredients in a pot of um, with, with olive oil and garlic and throw some tomatoes in there, now you got tomato sauce. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's one of those things. That you, you, I, I would I would take these words and I would bring them back to the hood. You know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> like, yo, man, I need my mise en place. Yo, yo, what the fuck, yo, what is that, bro? Mise en place, yo, I need everything in this place, baby. Like, you know what I mean? So it, it 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 it's funny because you can also teach people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From that, you Facts. know what I mean? So, yeah. What um trends like, if any, are you noticing in the industry now? Like, you know, like everything is like fucking like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a yeah. fucking this. I'm a chef. Like, yeah, it's funny because I sparked a few of these tw- these trends, right? And you know, I-, I did a dish a while ago. I mean, I probably say ten years or so ago, called the Pineapple Express. To whereas I took a, a boat, a-, a-, a pineapple, and gutted it out. Oh yeah. Made this fried rice. A wave. Right, a curry chicken and rice or whatever, and put it in the bowl. And it's we call it the pineapple express. Next thing you know, everybody got, everybody got the pineapple. <laughs> Trap Kitchen, those my boys over there. Trap Kitchen, they based their whole thing off of those pineapple bowls. Facts. That was their thing. That was their joint, and they they did their thing. Yeah. So you know when you when you spark something and you know you actually set a certain trend, you like to see it go viral. You like to see it take off, but you also like to you know get the credit for that. Facts. Hell that's yeah. a, lot, a lot of times they forget that you know what I mean, you know when when somebody says like pure wave or pure pure you know the purity or you know something that has anything to do with something being pure you know where it came from you know and the thing with um like my sauces i got sauces that i came out with years ago called drip em ups Mm -hmm. and it was literally me me taking something a pomegranate juice and mixing it with um some kind of wine and reducing it down to a syrup and then dripping it on my my steak plate crazy and it, the way it dripped i called it drip em ups like yeah, oh that's yeah. the drip yo. yeah yeah next thing you know the whole world is on saying drip like, yeah, drip this yeah. you know what i mean and it's funny because you know it it, it it's like you know i embrace it because it, it makes me feel good you know but an- another thing is um being able to create something that is going to stand the test of times. And that's what we do with food. Like, if the chicken and waffles came, somebody did that, Roscoe's, whoever invented it, and it, it never left. That shit stuck. It's everywhere. Yeah. You know, and chicken and waffles is a thing that a lot of cultures don't know about. I yeah. haven't tried. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, things like that. Um, uh, waves, waves. Waves, waves that, that, that give, just, just... Give me some, give me some more waves. Oh, niggas, oh, that niggas is, it's, it's plenty more. So, you know, and with the designer chef jackets, like, you know, with, okay. the, with, with the different, with the different um, you know, uh, apparel with, with that line, a lot of chefs seen that, oh, we can customize these jackets, so now I want a customized chef jacket. And a lot of chefs are doing that, too. Right. But I was one of the first ones, like, way back, I was splashing. Um, I put Che Gravy on the back of one of mine one time. 
an artist out of Jersey City named Cheese. Um, I shout think out I remember to Cheese. Cheese is that guy, man, that would, would, would do, he's like a visionary too, um, one of those artists that can draw anything and he brings things to life. And I met him out in Jersey City. I was living out there when I was working in Manhattan. And um, oh, you know, I, I met him and we, we linked up and then we started doing a lot of work together. So we splash out my chef jackets yeah. and I would wear them to those events, free event. You know, I wore one of my jackets to that, you know, and, and it was, um, Actually, that jacket I wore at free, free event was auctioned off for two, for, for I don't know what it was. It was like something crazy, some That's kind of crazy. crazy number. But um, and then they off, auctioned off a raffle for me to do a dinner for two, a private dinner for two, um, that was worth like five hundred dollars or something like that. So, you know, um, that kind of fabric that you put out there, it it it. it, it it makes me feel like I'm a comp, like I've done something in the right. industry. That yeah. I gave, gave something to yeah. the game. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like I, I want to keep adding on to that by creating a line behind it and like creating a wave that these these young cooks and these young chefs could wear and feel comfortable. Yeah. And, and stylish cooking, so yeah. that they don't feel like oh I'm in these little scrubs. Yeah, yeah. And I look like a bummer. Yeah, you looking crazy. Yeah, looking yeah. crazy. You know, because I, I used to wear them. I yeah. said I had to wear the checker the, pants. The black and white joints. The black yeah. and whites. I I said I. I Find those synonymous. I, I find those synonymous with Mexicans. Mm. That's what I, I always seen the Mexicans with them. Yeah, I thought it was a yeah, Mexican like cholo thing. pants. Yeah, yeah like yeah, black yeah. and white checker pants. Yeah, but it was a kitchen thing. Never knew you that know, it came from the kitchens. Yeah, man, that was the uniform back then. Um, to, to you know classify yourself as a cook. Okay, you know what I mean, so you know they know who you were. Um, but yeah, that uniform uh, throughout the years has has become. Um, sort of like a, a a a staple, a stamp of approval. Like if you wear a chef coat, a white crispy one, you know, executive chef coat, you know, they look up at up to you like, yo, okay, yeah, he's not, status. he's not, yeah, he's Facts. he's one of them, but he's not one of them. Yeah, yeah he's like, he's like uh, status, like mm -hmm. he's up there. So it's a rank type of thing. And um, I used to wear my chef jackets a lot. You know, when I be driving, I drive home because. I get pulled over. I got an all white yeah, chef jacket. Fact. I just come from work, I'm chef, and I've got out a lot of shit doing that. But um, I feel good wearing it. Yeah, I feel yeah. good wearing my my jacket because exactly. I know that's you know that's something that I pride myself on on uh, my career. Yeah. And, and building you know whatever I built from it. Like, Facts. Yeah. The famous macaroni and cheese. Oh, the crack attack mac. Okay. And yeah. what makes a good mac? Like good mac and cheese. Cause I haven't really had much good macaroni and cheese in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, so. FYI. What a lot of what a lot of people don't do when they make mac and cheese is they don't make a mornay. So I'm the sauce boss. I know how to make every sauce there is, and I've created some of my own. So a mornay is a classical French term for cheese sauce. So a mornay is a bechamel, which the bechamel is a. Um, a milk and a roux-based uh, sauce with nutmeg. Um, uh, no, nutmeg is added to Alfredo. Bechamel is just a roux-based sauce with milk that you can do a derivative from, like a cheese sauce, right? So white cheese sauce is, you know, any kind of white cheese. You know, white cheddar, Parmesan, Asiago, Pecorino, whatever kind of white cheese. So with my Crack Attack Mac is, what I do is I make a Mornay, which is a, a cheese sauce, but it's not thick and clumpy, it's like smooth and creamy. And then I add cheese, cheeses to that. So if I'm making a red, you know, my red velvet mac and my lobster red velvet mac and cheese. That shit is crazy. I do the port wine cheddar cheese, which is a port wine infused cheddar. 
that it's marble and it looks pink and red and you know has that rose kind of. It cra- looks like lobster. Cra- right? Yeah, it looks like lobster. Like a little bit. So now when you make a so it, and that's what I was doing. I was in the lab one time. I was like, you know, how can I make these colors pop in this mac and cheese? And I said, all right, if I put lobster and then this port wine cheese, you know, maybe you could make make it like you know red velvet type thing. So um. I did that and it was crazy, but it's the base is the Mornay. That's that that cheese sauce Yo, that you gotta make. That fucking macaroni and cheese. Yeah. yeah, like that shit is different. I ain't having yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a but while. But that shit is. Yeah, it's been. But we gotta get one of those too. Nah, yo, nah. We like we gotta you know, do like, something. Now that like you mm-hmm. know I'm in Atlanta, like you mm-hmm. close, like mm-hmm. you coming, like like I said, like I'll be forgetting. Uh, yeah. Like about you know until yeah. you pop up my time, like yeah. oh fucking Jay Gravy, yeah, like, yeah. type yeah. shit. Like so, but we gonna collab on some shit. Of course, of course, but. The macaroni and cheese. All right, so they're missing the Mornay. They're missing the Mornay. And what they do is they add they, they add cheese and eggs. They're doing, like, just shredded cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Macaroni yeah. and eggs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or shredded cheese, macaroni, and, and some carnation milk or something. And I'm not saying that, you know, the, those methods ain't all right, but I've learned, learned to make repetitive, like yeah. I said, over and over and over. You make something over and over and over again, you're going to find ways to tweak it or make it better. Cause like your macaroni and cheese, like it, it be cheese in the noodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so that's another. That's a fold <laughs> method. So I, along with the macaroni, when I said I add more cheese to it, so you make the mornay. You have the cheese sauce. You have a big bowl of macaroni. You pour a big pot of cheese sauce, right? <laughs> Swirl it up, mix it all together. Then you do shredded mozzarella, shredded cheddar, shredded white cheddar. And you mix all those cheeses in there, and it's like it becomes stringy. That because shit. the mozzarella is stringy. It's pizza. Right. Think yeah. about pizza yeah. with mozzarella. Yeah. Like the Ninja Turtles, right? right? Remember Ninja Turtles used to make pizza look crazy? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. crazy. That's how you, yeah. that word. That's the perfect way to put that. Yeah. Because you're back on the cheese. Yeah. So right. then that, that, that's how you get that stringy vibe to it. Yeah. Man, we got, we got to tap in. Yeah. Advice to your younger self. Um, uh, what I would tell me is just stay consistent. I would tell me, um, my younger self, to patent, trademark, and brand yourself immediately. Like, that's the first thing Major. you do is develop a you. Major. Find out who you are and learn how to capitalize off of you. So if I was my younger self at 20, 21 years old, I would have took the stuff that I was thinking about back then and patented it and, and, and made a trademark and said, you know what, Barry's not included. All right, I'm going to take find a way to trademark that. You Facts. know what? Um, a uh, 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 hundred ways to make gravy. Okay, I'm a, a sauce boss. Okay, I'm gonna find a way to patent and trademark that because ownership is everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ownership is everything because there, therefore, anything thing you do or you try to put out there, they can't copyright infringe on you because you own it. Exactly. So, um, you know, I would have told my younger self to, to, but I learned over the years. You know, I learned that you know these type of, um, you know, the, you know. Uh, Measurements have to be taken exactly. to get to that. To, to get to that. Yeah. Um, but once, and so what I did was I developed the LLC. And I said, you know what? I had a company uh, name back in the day in a group of my friends from culinary school called the Culinary Market Brothers. So the Culinary Market Brothers is like an enterprise. CMB. CMB is like a group, <laughs> and I, of course I got that from New Jack City. So it's a group of, uh, and I, I, I made it positive. So it's a group of um, chefs. From all walks of life, we like. I got a, a Spanish chef, Jamaican chef, a dude from uh, uh, Louisiana with the, with the Creole. Mm-hmm. I got a dude from Atlanta, and then it's me. So it's five of us. And Culinary Market Brothers is a um, 
is is a a group that puts out products. So under this LLC, I, you know, Chef City, 101 Ways to Make Gravy, and everything everybody else has. Okay. You know, in their collective. So it's 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 almost like a marketing group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a restaurant marketing group, but we're we're marketing and branding products. Exactly. So yeah. Um, so I did that, you know, a few years ago, but I haven't, you know, I haven't really put anything out there because I want it to, to all yeah, come we, out yeah, the right way. Yeah, we're going to set, we're going to, we definitely going to, yeah. uh, push the, push the needle on. Yeah. Cause once again, like you, and I'm glad once again mm -hmm. that you got to come up cause once again, like, I don't think people understand like, who, like the who dynamics, you, like who you like, yeah, like you an ill ass individual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and CIA made me iller, like. Like for real, because when I went to CIA, it was like you know I'm coming from the battlefield already. Facts. Yeah. Like I'm I'm literally. You like one of the only people mm. I know that went to mm. the CIA. Like mm. I mean you and yeah yeah Robles, me and Roble yeah. yeah yeah um you know he did his thing man shouts out to Roble man you know he did his thing um he I'm talking about from the city from the hood yeah like, yeah 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 I don't know nobody. Yeah, like in from your generation, like once again, y'all too. But oh yeah, 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 nobody, yeah, nah, nah, nobody, nobody since you guys. Nobody, you know. And then when I was in the hood saying it, they was like, yeah, you know, yeah, all right, you know, okay. Um, you know, some of my guys was, you know, it was for me, and someone was like, nah, you ain't really gonna do that. Like that's we don't do that. Like exactly. nobody has done it before. Yeah. So, like what makes you think you could do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, you know, it it it, it takes you to a certain place that you're like, damn, man. Um. You know, I really trailblazed something. Facts. You know what I mean? You're like, damn, like, you know, I really opened them, them doors for them, a lot of them other young brothers yeah. to get in there yeah. and do their thing. And it's like, you know, it makes me feel good. Like, I, you know, I, I, I actually influenced, exactly. you know, a, a uh, generation yeah. of, of, of... And, and we're going to try to get some more, some more young uh, black and brown right. uh, men and women mm -hmm. to, you know, mm -hmm. to... You know, to to go that route because like we need more representation for sure on that side for sure. Advice to aspiring chefs. Um, my advice for inspiring chefs would just be um, consistency. You got to work on being consistent. You got to consistent consistently do something right over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and what I mean by that is, okay, showing up to work on time. Simple shit. You know that's that's a uh, that's a really big deal. Like, you know, um, uh, the timing is everything in the restaurant industry. Like, you know, everything you it it, it works with time. Like, at five o'clock, everything has to be prepared and ready on that line for service. Cause service start, the doors open at five o'clock. That person's gonna come in there, linguine calamari off the bat. You're gonna get a uh, linguine carbonara. You're gonna get a, a garganelli. Like, you're gonna get a halibut. You're gonna get a scallop. These dishes are gonna start coming through that printer, and if you're not ready to go. It's a shit show. Mm. And that, you know, uh, to these young, young professionals, man, work, work on, hone your craft, and by, doing, by honing your craft, you're just making, you know, your, your resume is gonna look sharp. You're gonna shine from your skill, the way you go in that kitchen and you lay everything down. The next person is gonna see that and they're gonna be like, you know what? I need to make him my chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has the quality and potential to be a chef, you know? He, he might be in this position right now, but if I work on him and I work with him a little Facts. bit, he can be my chef. And when a, a restaurateur or, some, or, or s someone who owns a building has a solid chef, the perks are crazy. Like, you know, chefs get six figures. Like, like big chefs, you know, they get six figures.
just just off top. Yeah, like, you know what I mean because it's a it's a it's it's like the, the controller of the food. Exactly. You know what I mean. You're the controller of millions and millions of dollars. Facts. Like, you're in charge of making. And you like a chef millions. can like actually increase the value of a fucking neighborhood, a, a building, a building of of community, of, a, like a, a just city. This yes. chef being it, like in this in this space. Right. So like right. Said, like right. So you know that that's another part of it. You know um, the the fact that. You know, we have so much influence in the, in that in that area. Right. You know, the mayor has come to my restaurant, mm. and you know, like stuff like that, man. And it's 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 something that you like really look at and be like, damn, man. You know, I never thought that cooking would take me this far. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like literally, like you know, I, I tried it. It was something that I I figured might work. I didn't know it would work. I figured it might work. But going to that school and having that stamp, see what the CIA stamp means is like it means like you're one of the best of the best. Like, exactly. Period. Certified. It's like, like a certification. Certified. Like, like yeah, of, of, right. of that. So when it's funny, my chef, um, and I call him my chef because that's what we call our, you know, our seniors. Um, my chef was hiring somebody a few months back, and he was like, you know, you see this guy, this guy's like me. You know, you listen to him. You know, you 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 listen to him like you listen to me. He's one of them high-dollar degree guys. So, well, high-dollar mean degree guys, it means like he has a degree that automatically commands high-dollar. Facts. Like, you can't lowball uh, yeah. that degree. It's a fucking, it's yeah. Automatic. It's yeah, it's automatic. So, they know they got to come with, the, with, with it to hire you in yeah. the first place. But if you also have that track record and that career, I mean, that resume that shows your career and you show a, um, a pattern of working at some successful restaurants, making successful, uh, 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 having successful establishments under your belt and you work with great chefs, you're gonna get those high dollar jobs from your resume as well. So it's not just about, you know, graduating from a prestigious school, but if you work your resume up to that, I've seen it done. No, no yeah. limit. I've seen it done, yeah, there's it's no limit. The limit um, but you make who you are who you are. You exactly. So. Yeah. Yo, once again, man, I appreciate you greatly. Nah, I appreciate like, you for 110 percent Like I'm glad like this shit like yeah. aligned perfectly. Like you said you was coming to I'm like, yo, what's when the next time you come, you like, I'll be there Sunday. Sunday I'm like, let's yeah. do it. You like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yo, let's man, do it. I appreciate it that. Like that. Because that's that's love. That's yeah. how it happens. 110 percent So sure. let's sign off. Once again, how can they get in contact with you? Oh, I'm the Stay Fresh Chef on Instagram. Um I'm Air Che Gravy on Twitter. And um, you know, I'm the Chef de Cuisine at Boca Ristorante in Birmingham, Alabama. Also the Chef de Cuisine at Bistro 218 in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, you can reach me anywhere. I'm always there. <laughs> Yo, that's it, man. We Batteries signing not out. included for sure. Pure, pure. That's the good, you know, bro. You already know. Pure wave. <laughs> Yo, make sure y'all follow the brother. You yeah. know, follow the brand 10 days, man. Tap in, share days, the joint, subscribe, in. like it. Um, yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. True pleasure. story. My pleasure. Cheaper, the flow eater. Feel like bro 897 coming out the speaker. Talking blue jeans, scheme type of drug money. Cross the street from City College, these ran a plug from me. Chinese spot, waiting on poppy. Four wings, whole thing, bout to cook it and chop it. Quick stop to the baggy spot, right by the iron horse. Then put sug in a cab and send her up north. Oh, what a feeling when it touched down. Pull up on a block, free samples of that bust down. Fiend says a nine, maybe ten, but it's the best thing smoke. I hop out, you break fast, or get your egg cracked open.